0: إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستوۡفِرُه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا أعمالنا من الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له. وأشهد أن عبده أما بعد. Today's chapter looks at some of the mannerisms that you need to take into consideration when making dua أَهْمِيَّةْ حُضُورِ الْقَلْبِ فِي الدُّعَى وَجُمْلَةْ مِنَ Adabil الْأُخْرَى This chapter talks about the importance of having full focus when you're making dua Having full focus on the Dua, on calling upon Allah When you are making Dua Inna Dua Min Aqwal Allati Tujlabu Biha al umur al Dua is from the strongest of the causes That will bring you the beloved affairs Meaning that which you want one of the strongest ways to gain those things that you want is through making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَتَدْفَعْ بِهَا الْأُمُورَ الْمَكْرُوهَةِ and to push away from yourself the disliked affairs one of the strongest ways to push away from yourself the disliked affairs is through du'a, But sometimes the consequences of the du'a, the impact of the du'a, may be delayed. And the benefit of the du'a may be weakened. وَرُبَّمَا li لِأَسْبَابِ And sometimes it may not happen at all. So sometimes your du'a may end up very weak. And it may not even come true as you desired. What is the reason behind that? He says, am going اِمَّا ضَعَفْ it could be firstly because the dua itself is not a good dua. If the dua you make is not a good dua in the first place, then of course that will not be occurring and that will or may not occur for the person then if it is something that is not good to begin with i إِمَّا ضَعَفْ فِي نَفْسِ الدُّعَاءِ بِأَنْ يَكُونَ دُعَاءً لَا يُحِبُّهُ اللَّهِ لِمَا فِيهِ مِنَ الْعُدْوَانِ So it could be a dua that has transgression in it. A dua that is not good, something not beloved to Allah. So it may not occur then due to the transgression within the dua that you are seeking. وَإِمَّا لِضَعْفِ الْقَلْبِ وَعَدَمْ إِقْبَالِهِ عَلَى اللَّهِ وَقْتَ Or it could be Due to the weakness of your heart And the lack of focus and turning to Allah At the time of making the dua It could be Due to the weakness of your heart And the lack of full submission to Allah and turning to Allah at the time of making it focusing, the lack of the focus at the time of making the dua imma or a third reason لِحُصُولِ الْمَانِعِ مِنَ الْإِجَابَةِ مِنْ أَكْلِ الْحَرَامِ or it could be due to something that prevents your dua being answered like a person who has haram income eating the haram Wa ala and a person who commits many sins or it could be that there is an overwhelming amount of negligence in you that like you're not really focused upon the dua, focused upon worship. You're focused upon playing around, messing around, negligence in your mind, wastefulness, heedlessness. So when you make dua, it doesn't really have the impact for you. umur du'a wa min These types of things, the haram income and the sinning and the negligence, all of these things nullify the du'a, or they weaken the affair of du'a. ولهذا فإن من الضوابط المهمة والشروط العظيمة التي لا بد من توفره من توفرها في الدعاء حضور قلب الداعي وعدم غفلته. So one of the criteria, the important criteria and one of the great conditions that must be met when making dua is that your heart is attentive your heart is fully focused on the dua you are not negligent and heedless or your mind elsewhere wandering around rather you are fully focused and in submission before your Lord when making that dua, لانه اذا دعا بقلب غافل بقلب غافل to Because when a person makes dua' and his heart is negligent, it's not really focused on what he's making dua' about, his heart is wandering and his mind is wandering, then that weakens the impact or the strength of your dua'. That you're not even fully focused in that dua you're making, your mind is wondering when you're making the dua not even focused on it properly, then that weakens the impact of your du'a. And then, like we mentioned once before, the impact of the du'a becomes like a bow and arrow, but the bow isn't tightened. It's loose So if the bow is loose When you try to fire the arrow It just flops If the bow isn't tightened So it gives the force out If it's loose Then it will just flop out So that's the example given Your dua becomes like a loose bow It just flops Doesn't have any strength فَإِنَّهُ إِذَا So when your bow is loose the arrow will come out of it very weakly and meekly. And that's why the Prophet وسلم has encouraged us greatly to be fully focused with our hearts, with full attention. When making the du'a. And the Prophet warned us from being heedless and negligent at the time of making du'a. And we've been told. That the lack of focus in your du'a when you're making it, the lack of concentration is a means to your du'a then not having any impact or being answered. Rawal Imam Ahmad Al-Imam Ahmad Rahimahullah narrated, reported from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiyallahu anhuma ان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال القلوب اوعيه وبعضها اوعى من بعض فاذا سالتم الله عز وجل ايها الناس فاسالوه وانتم موقنون بالاجابه فان الله لا يستجيب لعبد دعاه عن ظهر قلب غافل this particular narration has some weakness in the chain of narration. However, there are other narrations that back it up. So the meaning overall is accurate. And that is that it mentions al Qulubu Aw'iyah. That the hearts are like vessels. You fill them up. Some of them, aw'a min ba'at, some of them have more ability to take in than others. So when you ask Allah, ask and you are certain you will get the answer. Ask Allah, make dua with certainty. For indeed Allah does not answer a servant who calls upon him with a negligent heart. If you're not really focused on it, you're not really fully concentrating on the dua, submitting to Allah in that act of worship, you're just randomly making dua, not really focused, then Allah does not answer the person who makes dua without any real care, or without any real belief that it will be answered. فَلَا بُدَّ Therefore, It is imperative, absolutely a must. It is a must that a Muslim must have his heart fully present and focused at the time of making dua. And not to be in a state of negligence. And you must also at the time of dua, be absolutely convinced and certain that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer your dua That allah will answer your dua Walihada for this the imam al al-qayyim may allah have mercy on kafi gaflat al-qalb adam hudurihi manian min mawanie ijabati dua ibn al-qayyim the great scholar, taala, He mentioned that one of the factors That causes your dua not to be answered Is if you make the dua with a negligent heart That is one of the causes behind the dua not being answered That you make the dua with a negligent heart Not even focused properly and fully submitting to Allah Focused with certainty and belief that Allah will answer your du'a, you don't even have that. So that becomes a reason for your du'a not to be answered. وَاحْتَجَّ عَلَى ذَٰلِكَ بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ ثُمَّ قَالْ وَهَذَا دَوَاءٌ نَافِعٌ مُزِيلٌ وَلَكِنْ غَفْلَةُ الْقَلْبِ تُبْطِلُ قُوَّتَهِ He said that du'a is a cure to illnesses. But if your heart is negligent when making du'a, it nullifies the impact of it and the strength of it. Dua is something good for you. It is a cure for you in various affairs. But if your heart is negligent at the time of making the du'a, it weakens its impact or nullifies its impact. And Ibn al Qayyim said, Either Jumi Amahad Dura Hodor al Qalbi was a mere to who be al Matlob was a dafawak ten min al Qatil ejebatis sita. He said that if the dua it is made with a focused heart and with a complete focus, with a complete focus on the intended affair, with a complete focus on the intended affair. وَصَادَفَ مِنْ أَوْقَاتِ الْإِجَابَةِ And it comes together at a time from those times where the dua is more likely to be answered وَهُوَ الْأَخِيرُ مِنَ اللَّيْلِ And that is the last third of the night وعند الأذان وبين الأذان والإقامة at the time of the adhan, between the adhan and the إقامة وأدبار الصلاوات المكتوبة after the obligatory prayers or as some scholars said at the end of the prayers themselves. وعند سَعُودِ الإمام يوم الجمعة على المنبر حتى تقضى الصلاة من ذلك اليوم and from the time the Imam goes up to the minbar and finishes the جماعة وَآخِرُ ساعة بَعْدَ الْعَصَرِ and the last hour after Asr and if you were to make dua in those times صادف فِي الْقَلْبِ وَانْكِسَارًا بَيْنَ يدي الرب. you do that with a submissive heart purely focused in humbleness before your Lord وَاسْتَقْبَلَ الْدَاعِيَ القبلة. and you face the qiblah وَكَانَ عَلَى الطَّهَارَى And you are upon wudu وَرَفَعَ يَدَيْهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ And you raise your hands to Allah وَبَدَأَ بِحَمْدِ اللَّهِ وَالثَّنَاءِ عَلَيْهِ ثُمَّ فَنَّا بِالصَّلَاةِ عَلَى مُحَمَّدِ عَبِدِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ And you begin by praising Allah and then the praise and the prayers and the salutations upon the Prophet sallam ثُمَّ قَدَّمَ بَيْنَ يَدِي حَاجَتِهِ التَّوْبَ والاستغفار then you seek repentance and ask for forgiveness. Thumma, then after all of that, da'ala al-Allah wa alahe alihi fil masala, you go into your actual du'a then and focus and persist with keenness on that du'a. وتملقه ودعاه رغبة ورهبة وتوسل إليه بأسمائه وصفاته وتوحيده وَقَدَّمَ بَيْنَ يَدَيْ دُعَائِهِ صَدَقَةً And if you were to then make dua to Allah and uh, use the tawassul of the names and attributes of Allah and your tawheed to Allah and you give charity along with that dua فَإِنَّ هَذَا لَا يَكَادُ يُرَدُّ أَبَدًا That type of dua is really rejected. Ibn Qayyim says, And in particular, if you make the types of du'as that the Prophet informed us about, that they will be answered. Or the du'as that have the greatest name of Allah within them. And we covered that section before. So, this is what you need to do. And you can list this in points. What are the points that you need to remember when making dua for it to be more likely answered? Point number one, full focus with your heart. Put this down as point number one, that you are fully focused with your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything about you fully focused on this topic of the dua that you're asking Allah for fully focused on that, your heart fully aware and alert and focused in this dua to Allah. Secondly, to make a, well, we'll go in the list here. The second one in the list here is that you do the dua at one of the times that are more likely to be answered like we mentioned those times in the sunnah. That's the second point. Thirdly, That you have absolute submission before Allah. You recognize your poverty before your Lord and only Allah will answer your dua. So you have an absolute smallness about yourself before your Lord. You have an absolute submission of yourself before your Lord. Submitting yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Knowing you are only a tiny creation of Allah. And it is Allah who will answer your dua for you. Number four. Face the qibla when making the dua. Face the qibla when making the dua. Number five. Before that, it mentioned wudu, purification. Be upon purification when making the dua. Be upon wudu when making the dua. Number six, raise the hands. Raise your hands in making the dua. Number seven begin the dua not straight away with the topic. Start first by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then the the Prophet the salutations upon the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that's just like Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Normal you can read that at the beginning of the dua. Number eight. Seek forgiveness. Still you haven't got to your dua yet. Start by seeking forgiveness for your shortcomings and your sins. Asking Allah for forgiveness and making tawbah. Then number nine. Make the actual Dua with conviction Make the dua with conviction With certainty that Allah will answer your dua Don't make it half-heartedly If you make your dua half-heartedly weakens the dua You must make the dua with full heart conviction Certainty Allah will answer your dua And this is a problem with many people When they make du'a Only half-heartedly They don't believe Allah will really answer their du'a They don't believe they're gonna get that thing They just make the du'a half-heartedly And that's incorrect When you make du'a Make it with a full heart Conviction Certainty Knowing that Allah will answer your du'a Number nine Within your dua, you have hope and almost like fear. You have it all in the dua, your hope and your reverence and your awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Was that 9 or 10? Allah's 10 then, in that case 10. This is number 10 in that case. Number 11. To make the dua via using the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The names and attributes of Allah. Call upon Allah using His names and attributes. Call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala using His names and attributes. And that we mentioned before too. So for example, if you're seeking forgiveness, then you call upon Allah with His name, al ghafur for example. You want mercy, call upon Allah by His name, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Raheem. Whatever you're asking for, call upon Allah with the relevant names and attributes. Number what? Uh, 12? Ibn Qayyam mentions here, number 12, to give charity. To give some charity, Giving charity then this is something which will help that particular dua of yours give some charity uh, alongside and that will be something good for this dua of yours anytime just some charity that is alongside the dua before after straight away but you give some charity and that will aid the dua or that will be something good for the dua to be answered Ibn al-Qayyim mentions Thirteen, to try and use the sunnah du'as as much as possible in your du'a. Like the fortress of the Muslims, so many du'as in there, try to use some of those in your du'a. The ones that have been mentioned in the sunnah, mentioned in the ahadith, try to use some of those in your du'a as well. And that, for example, the du'as with the greatest names of Allah in them other forms of du'as that have been mentioned. We did it right at the beginning. That if you ask Allah by this name, then you will not be rejected. Whoever asks Allah by his greatest name, right at the beginning we discussed those topics. So, that is number 13. Those are the 13 points Ibn al-Qayyim makes here. 13 points in regards to the du'a being answered. فَإِذَا جَمَعَ الْمُسْلِمُ فِي دُعَائِهِ هَذِهِ الْأُمُورَ الْعَظِيمَةِ فَإِنَّ دُعَاءَهُ لَا يَكَادُ يُرَدُ أَبَدًا إِلَّا أَنَّهَا هُنَا أَمْرًا نَبَّهَ عَلَيْهِ أَهْلُ الْعِلْمِ لَابُدَّ مِنَ الْعِنَايَ بِهِ وَتَحْقِيقِهِ So if a person puts all of these 13 points together when making your du'a, then very rarely will your du'a not be answered. A person puts together all of these points in his du'a, then rarely will your du'a not be answered. But there are a few points to remember though. There are a few points to remember though. يَنْبَغِي لَهُ مَعَ قِيَامِهِ مُسْتَوْفِيًا wa وَآدَابِهِ أَنْ يَسْتَتَبَّعْ ذَلِكَ Al One of the important things the scholars they highlight here as well though they say after you've done your du'a properly all these 13 points everything even then after that you can't then just sit back and say that's it let's wait you have to do And take the relevant steps that will help you to try and achieve what you're making du'a for Don't just then sit back and say khalas let's wait now You have to then carry on striving Striving to achieve this du'a that you're asking for So if you're asking for example to pass in the exams After you make the du'a properly all of these uh, 13 points Then you don't just sit back and do no revision Saying I've done my du'a properly, everything, all the thirteen points. Now I'll pass. You can't just sit back. Then, then after you do your du'a properly, everything you've got to strive and revise. You have to take the necessary steps yourself afterwards too. Don't just sit back and say I'll wait for the du'a now. I'll pass. I'll get all A stars now. I'll I'll get everything right now. I made the du'a. You have to take the necessary steps yourself. Make the du'a, then revise and study and memorize. So a person must remember just because you've made the du'a doesn't mean you sit back now. After you've made the du'a make your striving and your effort in working towards what you're making du'a for. فَسُؤَالُ اللَّهُ الهداية يستدعي فعل جميع الأسباب So for example, somebody who is asking Allah for guidance. You're asking Allah to guide you and to keep you upon the straight path, etc. You're making that du'a for guidance, then what's upon you to do? To strive after that and seek knowledge and go to classes, everything. You cannot just ask Allah, guide me, keep me on the straight path, guide me to the truth. And then you sit at home, no Quran, no Sunnah, no Hadith, no nothing. No knowledge, no learning. And that means you're not really serious about your du'a. If you're serious about your du'a, Oh Allah, guide me to the truth and guide me to the straight path and give me knowledge of that. Then go and strive after you make your du'a. Go to the classes of knowledge. Read the Qur'an and learn it. Read the sunnah, the hadith and learn them. Strive now after you make this du'a to Allah for guidance. Don't just say, I made the du'a to Allah for guidance and knowledge. Now I just sit back and it will come to me. Once you make the dua, you have to take the steps to achieve it as well. Also, سؤال الله الرحمة will be able ذلك do الممكن من الأسباب be able to الرحمة it. He will في الكتاب to do it. He will أصلح able الذي هو عسمة He will be التي to do it. He he gives an example If a person makes the du'a If you're asking Allah to rectify your religion for you And to rectify your worldly affairs for you Then after that what is required of you to do? To take the necessary steps to try and create that or what you would do for rectification. You're asking Allah for rectification in your worldly and your religious affairs. Now take the steps then. Go to the classes so you can rectify your knowledge and understanding and practice of the religion. Learn about the Islam and the hadith and everything so that this brings about rectification without any knowledge and you're sitting at home, then how are you going to rectify when you don't learn anything, and you don't do anything? So the point here is, once you make the dua, you cannot just sit back. You make the dua, and then you strive, and go forth, onto taking the steps, into striving to achieve that dua. So that is the important point the scholars they mention alongside making dua. Do not just make dua even properly with all of these points and then think that's it now. I don't have to do anything. Make the dua then take the necessary steps after that. After that the next chapter the shaykh he highlights that we as the servants of Allah need to understand just how much in need we are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ilallah. Our poverty and need to Allah. We are in great poverty and in great need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّ مِنَ الْخِصَالِ الْكَرِيمَةِ وَالْخِلَالِ الْعَظِيمَةِ أَلَّتِي يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَتَّصِفَ بِهَا مَنْ يدعو اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلُ أَنْ يَعْلَمَ عِلْمَ يَقِينٍ أَنَّهُ مُفْتَقِرٌ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلُ From the greatest mannerisms and characteristics, That a servant needs to have when making dua to Allah is to know just how weak you are before your Lord. To recognize how small you are before your creator. To recognize that you have nothing, you are nothing compared to Allah, your creator, your Lord. He is the one who will give you. You have no power or control of yourself. So to recognize your weakness before your Lord, this is important. And to recognize that you are indeed in absolute need of Allah. And that you could not suffice without Allah even the blink of an eye. You could not suffice without Allah even the blink of an eye. أَنَّ الْإِنسَانَ بَلْ وَجَمِيعَ الْمَخْلُوقَاتِ عِبَادٌ لِلَّهِ تَعَالَى فُقَرَاءُ And that is because all of the people, all of the creation, we are the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In poverty before Him, controlled by Him, we are the creation of Allah under His command. He is our Lord and He is our creator. The one who created and controls everything. La إله lahum Siwa All of us in creation, we do not have any Lord besides Him. فَالْمَخْلُوْقُ لَيْسَ لَهُ مِن نَفْسِهِ شَيْءٌ أَصْلًا Us, the creation, we do not have anything from ourselves to begin with. None of this is ours to begin with. بَلْ نَفْسُهُ وَصِفَاتُهُ وَأَفْعَالُهُ وَمَا يَنْتَفِعُ بِهِ أَوْ يَسْتَحَقُّهُ وَغَيْرُ ذَٰلِكِ إِنَّمَا هُوَ مِنْ خَلْقِ اللَّهِ Everything you have, all of it is the creation of Allah. There is nothing that you have owned for yourself. Everything is from the creation of Allah. وَاللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ رَبُّ ذَٰلِكَ كُلِّهُ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of all of that. وَمَلِيكُهُ وَبَارِئُهُ وَخَالِقُهُ وَمُصَوِّرُهُ And Allah is the creator and the fashioner, the one who created and made and controls all of the creation. فَقِيرٌ إِلَى اللَّهِ مُحْتَاجٌ إِلَيْهِ لَيْسَ فَقِيرًا So the creation, we are in poverty to Allah in need of Him. And we are not in need of anyone else besides to Allah. Our needs are all to Allah. As Allah said, O people, you are the ones in poverty and in need to Allah. Wallahu huwa al hamid and Allah is the one who is self-sufficient, the all praiseworthy. الْمَخْلُوْقُ مُسْتَغْنِيًا بِنَفْسِهِ وَلَا بِغَيْرِ رَبِّهِ So the creation, we are not self-sufficient ourselves. And we cannot make do at all with anyone besides Allah. We are in need of Allah. اِذْ اِنَّ ذَٰلِكَ الْغَيْرِ فَقِيرٌ اَيْضَنْ Anyone besides Allah, anything else besides Allah, then they are all in need. They are all in need before Allah. All of them are in need of Allah. Everything in creation. وَلِهَذَا قِيلَ استِغَافَةُ الْمَخْلُوقِ بِالْمَخْلُوقِ قَاسْتِغَافَةِ الْغَرِيقِ بِالْغَرِيقِ That's why they have a saying, They say that if you seek aid and assistance from creation in an affair, in something that only Allah can aid you in and you are seeking that from others in creation then it's just like somebody drowning asking somebody else who's drowning to save him. Somebody who is drowning asks somebody else to save him but that person can't swim, he's drowning himself. So how is he gonna save you? So that's the point. That you are in need of Allah, not the creation. How can you ask the creation when they are in need of Allah too? They are in need of Allah too. So no point you asking them. You ask Allah and they ask Allah. If you ask them, does not make sense? Because they are in need of Allah too. How can they help you? So all of our needs return back to Allah. It's mentioned in the famous hadith. يَا عِبَادِي كُلُّكُمْ ضَالٌ إِلَّا مَنْ هديته. O my servants, all of you are misguided except the ones whom I guide. فَاسْتَهْدُونِي أهديكم. So seek your guidance from me and I will guide you. يَا عِبَادِي كُلُّكُمْ جائعٌ إِلَّا مَنْ أطعمته. O my servants, all of you are in hunger except the ones I feed. So seek your food from me, your provisions, and I will provide. O my servants, all of you are naked except those whom I clothe. So seek your clothing from me and I clothe you. O oh my servants, you all make errors and sins, day and night. And I am the one who forgives all of the sins. So seek your forgiveness from me, and I will forgive you. Ibn Rajab said about this, this shows that all of the creation are in need of Allah To get any goodness that they want Any good you want Then it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That we are in need of to achieve it And to remove any harm We are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To remove any of that harm So that is The recognition that we are in need Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In our dua Recognizing our poverty before our Lord Understanding that we have nothing ourselves And it is He, Allah Who will answer our duas He is the one who provides for us So when a person recognizes his weakness and how small we are and how no power is with us but it is all with Allah, then you recognize how much in poverty and in need you are and that is something that is required when making the dua. So that is the end of the chapter, we'll round off on today. Any questions on that? you can end it again with the same salutations upon the Prophet you could end it with that section the salutations upon the Prophet again at the end that is mentioned in some narrations that could be done anything else the rain when yeah, it was mentioned I think a few weeks ago that was the homework about the rain the evidence, anybody bring it Oh yes, yes, he did, he did, yes. Somebody sent the homework via their technological means. Uh-huh. Anybody have it physically? In that case, everybody else, the homework is still live. Only one person has done the homework so far. That means that only one person found the answer so far. Tuesday or Wednesday uh-huh. narration again then bring us the narration bring us the hadith we can read that hadith as well insha'Allah. is that a question can you mention the second point of making dua what was the second point was the first point focus on the second point making the dua at the more likely times like for example in the last third of the night for example on a Friday uh, between the Adhan and the Iqama the more appropriate times or the more likely times when dua is being answered make it at those times in particular so We'll round off on that for today then Next week Back on again at 6.45pm InshaAllah Can dua change the decree? This is uh, people always ask about the decree The decree is written But Allah knows what choices you're going to make So Allah knows who's going to make dua and who's not So if you choose to make the dua Then goodness is decreed for you in that dua But if you don't choose to do that then you won't get that goodness. So the meaning of changing the decree is, you strive and make dua, and the goodness will be decreed for you. Doesn't mean that the lawh al Mahful gets changed. Allah knows already if you're going to make dua or not. But you make the dua, then the goodness will come to you from the decree. But if you don't, then do not expect that goodness. So that's the meaning. Strive to make the dua, and the goodness will come to you from the dua. So, inshallah, go on. The money is halal insha'Allah, but his means were haram and he will be sinful for that. And so he needs to get rid of that loan as quickly as possible and uh, uh, take it off his shoulders. You have to remove it as soon as possible. Haram to take it. Then you can't eat it. If somebody has absolute haram income, he's a drug dealer, that's all his income is. He invites you to dinner, don't go and eat it. Alas, we'll cut her next week inshallah then.